What's up and welcome back to Major League Talk episode 36, the Gaylord Perry edition. I'm your host, J.D. Johnson, alongside me always is. Dude, I was Why you got to be like this? Dude, first of, first of all, dude, you <laughs> can't nobody else that's number 36. I'm sorry. I, I, no, no, I know, dude. I'm sorry, bro. Like, I'm so sorry. Dude, I, I held it in until I heard Dean just start laughing. I'm leaving this. I, no, no, no. Leave it, bro. Leave it. Don't delete this. But this is like, I I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> and I heard Gaylord. Like, I could have given you a number 36. Like, Matt I Zuc- thought he was going to say Gaylord Fokker. Yeah. <laughs> You can buy a whole bunch of mums. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm sorry, bro. I'm How sorry. did I know the only person I was going to laugh at that was Dean, too? I'm My sorry. Gosh. But anyway, how are we, boys? Oh, doing great, brother. Doing great, Jedi. Yeah, another poll pod for you guys today. The longly anticipated biggest pet peeves is happening today. So stay tuned for that later in the pod. But today... I originally only had one thought, but then on my way home, Dean, I thought uh, directly of what, like, right of what you said, like, not that long ago. So I'm driving home, and you know how we were talking about Florida drivers suck. I mean, it was drizzling, and it, then it started, you had to put it on the second, like, the second, uh, what's it called? Um, setting on the windshield wiper? Yeah. Yeah, like setting on the windshield wiper. It wasn't like the fast one. It wasn't the slow one, the, the second one. Hotter, you know? So I'm driving. I put on this, like right when I put on the second one, Dean, I mean full slam on brakes. I mean absolute panic. You know, it's Florida. I'm sitting there. I almost got into a car accident because these idiots don't know how to drive. Was very pissed about that. But the the, the one part that's really making me talk about this is that it was a Camry that was in front of me. I pull along the side of it. I get into the left lane, and I start going in the HOV lane. I look over. This guy doesn't have a front door, and he's in a Camry. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's <laughs> I was so confused. Like I was like, what is going on? I thought I was dreaming. Wait, like not even so like confused. plastic across it or like a makeshift? No, door? there's just, just like no absolutely door. nothing. No like, door. He's in a, like he's in a Jeep Wrangler. Yeah, no yeah, door. I mean, Toyota Camry, brand new too. I mean, it looked like a, like a 2019. Meanwhile, it's raining, no. and I'm on I-95. But like, does that surprise you? Like, I was shocked. I, Dude, I will South Florida is crazy. It's nuts. <laughs> it's absolutely nuts. But this does not surprise me. This is actually like that. That's the most normal thing I've heard. <laughs> um, and then my my second thought is going straight into sports today. The Yankees beat. All the odds, they're advancing against the Bombers squad, whatever you want to call them. I mean, the Twins, they couldn't beat them. Everybody had the Twins beating them. I mean, nobody just like – there wasn't one moment. There wasn't one play. There wasn't one second where I actually thought the Twins had even a chance. The history repeated itself. They suck. This is so disappointing for not only the team, the fan base. I mean, you win 100 games. You finally beat the Indians. You win the division, and you get absolutely smacked by the Yankees and get swept. Didi Gregorius alphaed you. I mean, oh my goodness, Dean. That was sarcasm. The Yankees were supposed to win, but still. Yeah, no. This, this, this on paper, on the field, whatever it was, this team was better than the Twins. We knew that. 
We knew that we were going to steamroll them, but you know anything can happen in October. The Yankees took care of business. You look forward to the next series. Glad they got the the rest. A lot of questions coming up about this ALCS roster. Hicks is cleared to come back. I 110% will be pissed if Hicks is in the lineup at all during the set in the next seven games against whoever it is. This team is, and there's a, is there such a thing as being overly stacked or being too deep? Because I think the Yankees are starting to flirt with that line. But at the end of the day, the twins didn't have enough firepower. You, you heard it over and over and over again on the broadcast. Solo bombs weren't going to hurt you. They didn't. It was the two, the three, the four, the five, the six, the seven run innings that the Yanks were able to put up, including Didi's bomb, which was just fantastic. Glaber is playing outside of his mind, but I don't know where they go from here regarding their roster for the ALCS. Yeah, I, you know, they just beat the crap out of him, like point blank. And uh, you, were, you were talking about it too, Dino, about the firepower that they have and flirting with that line. They're about as close as you can get to it with having like too good of a roster and being too deep. Uh, I can't wait to see how far they go uh, and see who they play even going into the Astros and, uh, and the Rays too. The, the, the crazy thing I was thinking about the other day was if I made a team with all the Yankees backup players – how many wins would I win? How many, how many games would I win? Because think about it. Uh, at first base, you have Voight and Encarnacion. So I'm assuming I take Voight. At second, you have Glaber and DJ LeMahieu. Okay, so I'll take DJ LeMahieu. Or, or I'll, say, I'll save that. So you have Glaber and Tyler Wade. I'll take Wade. At short, you have Didi and, to be honest with you, just Didi. So I'll leave that clear right now. But then... I mean, technically, it's Didi and Glaber. At third, you have Urshela and LeMahieu. Okay, I get Urshela. So, so far, I have Voight, Urshela, and Wade. In the outfield— Maybe even I, Andujar. And Andujar. Sorry. Thank you. No, so I, I could put I could put LeMahieu and, and Glaber at second. So then I would have Voight, LeMahieu, and Urshela. And Andujar would start at third, I'm assuming. In left, it's Stanton or Gardner— Okay, so give me Gardner. That's fine. In center, I have who? Hicks. Hicks. No, not Ellsbury. No, okay, so so, yeah, yeah, thank you. So in left, I would have Stanton or Mabin. Give me Mabin. In center, I have Gardner or Hicks. Okay, I'll take Gardner. And in right, it's Judge and who cares? And and Talkman. (laughs) And And then behind the plate, I have, I would take Romine. This team would still win 85 games. No, they wouldn't win that many, but they wouldn't be the worst team in baseball. Depending on the pitching? <laughs> depending on the pitching? Yeah, you get, yeah, if you give them average pitching, I think – I guess that's not too far off. Yeah, it's flirting around 500, but yeah, I, I don't think they get above 500. Yeah, regardless of that, no, they're going to get some good – That's still – yeah, what other, what other organization can boast something like that? That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. But moving on from that, Astros and Rays is now getting very interesting. We had the, the Rays getting absolutely swept. Yep. Rays go back home. They're getting it done in the trop, the House of Horrors. That's why they're winning. It's the only reason why they're winning, in my opinion, because they're playing at the trop. Like I said, House of Horrors. Won again last night. JD got a- – oh, JD. <laughs> JV got absolutely <laughs> tittied by every Rays player. I mean, it was it was – 
atrocious. It, it was horrible. Really had no control of any of his stuff you saw. I mean, he even said it in the post game. I mean, given that he was coming off only three days rest, basically not even seventy a full 72 hours. So that probably did have some fatigue on him. But, you know, they got Cole going uh, tomorrow night in Houston. So when you're listening to this, it'll be today. So, I mean, who do you guys got for that? I mean, I really think this can go either way. I mean, you got Glass now for the Rays. I don't know. I mean, the Rays are really sneaky, sneaky. First of all, just a comment on game four, the relay from, from uh, oh, who is it, Kiermaier to uh, Adamus. Adamus, yeah, that was beautiful. Who I'm pretty sure threw that 96 out of the hand was yep. the greatest relay I've seen since the 2001 Jeter flip. Yeah, that was about as perfect as, as it could be, man. That was beautiful. Uh, but as for game five, I'm still going with my gut says the Astros. Yeah. I think it's really hard to beat Cole at home. But regardless, the Astros put themselves in a really weird spot because now they can't throw Verlander game one. Yeah, but you got Grinky if you win this game. Okay, so you, you would have Granky at home and then you would have who? Verlander at home? No, Verley, you got to – he's getting older. Like I know he, he had a Cy Young-worthy year, but whenever you like throw – you start to get that dead arm as well and as conditioned as you can be. You're going to get dead arm whenever you throw you know three or four games back-to-back on you know uh, four or three days rest. So like I don't know, man. It, I wouldn't go. I'd, I'd go like a pen game or you know your fourth or fifth starter or something. Regardless, you're getting into a tough spot with who you're going to start for three games in New York. Right. Right. With so, New York already resting, too. Yeah, so they beat themselves up a little bit. I, my gut says Astros, but my other gut says I don't want to play the Rays right now if I'm the Yanks. They're hot. I do. Didn't, I, I, the, didn't the Rays play the Yanks really tough through the regular season, though? Yeah, I don't want to play The last two team. games they played, the last two games they played them, they, got, they lost both games, the Yankees. I don't care, though. I think the Rays are a really good team, but I don't think they're anywhere close to Yankees good. I don't care. I'll defend that any day of the week. I really do not think the Rays are anywhere close as good as the Yankees are. And if they are definitely not ever going to win a game, if they had to play in the playoffs in the Bronx, I can promise you that. Oh my God! No shot. The Rays are winning. I'm changing my pick. I was going to go Astros. I'm changing my pick to the Rays because the Rays will win two games in New York if they win that game. No, no shot. No chance. Okay. No way. Let's go, they, won't let's even go come, they won't even come close. Let's go race game in New York. I, 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 I think, I think the Yanks win the series four two. I think they take both in New York. I think they lose um, two out of three in Tampa. And I think they win game six at home. Were you guys shocked to see the trap filled for once? I saw people in the third deck. I, th- I thought it was photoshopped. That's I mean, a joke. Yeah, I, I hate that it takes a playoff game for that for people to come out and support that team. There's usually, especially when the Yanks come into town, it's like New York South, man. And it's crazy because they've always been competitive. Even whenever they've been down, they've at least been competitive. Uh, so it was cool to see it. But, yeah, it's embarrassing that they can't get behind that team. They're going to move to Montreal, and then they're going to wish they had them. It, it's, a, it's a joke. That, that stuff – that, that bothers me so much. Dude. Yeah, so much. That's like, one of my pet peeves. I hate when people watch. Like <laughs> you have diehard fans like us 
will watch a team all 162 games, and then you got that one scumbag that comes out for the playoffs and like tries to give his opinions, and I don't respect them. I don't because you didn't take the time to watch the season. So I think, personally, you have no idea what you're talking about. You know what I mean? And like, Especially when they come out to the games and stuff, and all of a sudden there's like 10,000 more fans out of nowhere that haven't been to a game all year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really uh, kind of gets me mad. But also for the race, too, did you guys see the Tommy Famit interview after the game? I did not. I did not. All right, so well, I'll wrap it up then. I thought you guys did. Um, so basically Ken Rosenthal said, who do you want to thank for like getting here to get this like part, like in the playoffs, your career and everything. And he said, you know, there's a lot of people I want to thank, but if that anybody I'd want to thank, it's myself because, you know, I was the one that was throwing a ball against the wall by myself. I was throwing myself batting practice. So, you know, I was hitting, giving myself ground balls off a wall. You know, I did it. I got here myself. Everybody said I wouldn't, you know, I didn't have a dad that would go out and throw with me. And then like, so I had to throw against the wall. I mean, a lot. Uh, do you like that? I mean, I thought that was pretty cool. I've never heard that before. I'm actually on the flip side of it. I absolutely hate it. Um, I'm first of all, I, I'm not taking. I'm not discrediting what he says or how he feels. I'm. I'm sure. You know, if it, if he didn't have a father figure around, like that's. You know, I, that's unfortunate to hear. However, no one just gets there on their own. So I, I'm a little taken back. Like I'm sure there's some coach out there that made an impact on his life, someone that supported him along his way. I, I just I right there he had an opportunity to be selfless and he decided to be selfish. So I, I to be honest with you, I, I hate the answer. Yeah, it almost depends like how it was prompted and like you know what prompted him to say that too. Yeah, let me rephrase. I I thought it was cool. I didn't like, I don't love it. It's just something different to where like, maybe I sort of liked it. If that makes sense. I like, I've never heard that before. I've never heard anybody say that. So yeah, yeah. I, I need to go back like to, to quote Jay Gruden. I need to go back and check the tape. Got to check tape. Yeah. I got to check the tape. Figure it yeah. out. And had a game today, Atlanta Braves versus St. Louis Cardinals was literally over in the first inning. I told you guys before, I got home, I took a shower, come back down, it's 11 nothing. Very confused, didn't know what was going on. I thought my TV was like glitched out or something and like there was supposed to be a 0-0 still. But I mean, they never had a chance. Unbelievable, embarrassing, really disappointed because I was really looking forward to the Braves maybe being in the World Series. Obviously, that's done now. I mean, that it, it's very unfortunate. That's such a good team. You know, they have such a good future ahead of them though with Ronald Acuña, Albies, Swanson, Soroka, um uh mark melanson still gonna be there i mean he had a pretty good yeah he had a pretty good like time there i mean i know he just got traded there by the giants but i mean he's gonna still be there i mean really disappointing but like i said great future ahead of him um what what, how do you pronounce this dude's name fault fault uh got absolutely i don't even want to say got shelled this first inning was poor guy uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. So I'm going to run. I'm going to run you through the play-by-play real, real quick because this is just absolutely fantastic. So Fowler walked. Gold, uh, Wong sacrificed himself. Fowler went to second. One out. One out. In the bottom of the first. Man on second. Here it comes. Okay. Goldschmidt reached on an infield single to short. 
Azuna singled to right, one nothing. Molina safe at, at first on throwing error or on on error by by Freeman. Azuna went to second. Goldschmidt to third. Keep in mind, still one nothing. Carpenter walked. Goldschmidt scored. Bases loaded. Edmund doubled to right for nothing. De Jong or De Hong or De Jong, whatever you want to pronounce it. De Jong, if he's French, uh, he was intentionally walked. One of the stupidest decisions I've ever seen in my life in the first <laughs> inning of a, of a game five. But, yeah, the elimination game. <laughs> okay. In the first inning, down four nothing. We're gonna put Talk a guy on. Doing too much, man. Holy shit. Yeah, Flaherty walked. That's the fifth run of the inning. Fowler doubled, which now they've batted oh, around. Wong doubled. Now it's nine nothing. Goldschmidt lined out, and Azuna struck out. But Wong scored on a on a wild pitch. Azuna went to first on the wild pitch. Ten nothing, and Molina grounded out to third. And the game was over. Ten nothing. Fastest game in MLB history. 10 nothing on four hits, three walks. <laughs> oh or, I'm sorry, f- uh, four walks, four hits, <laughs> uh, an error. This is absolutely embarrassing. In the first two innings, the Braves pitchers gave up seven hits, 10 earned runs, four walks, had two strikeouts of a combined ERA of a 16.36. Holy shit. If you had to grade the Braves season as a whole this year, what would you grade it? A. 100% and... Maybe A minus. I'm giving them a B plus because of this game. Yeah, but it's game five though. I mean, it wasn't like they got swept out or something. I, yeah, I but it's not. game five and you come out flat like that. That's embarrassing. I, I don't even know if it's flat. Oh, but like, God, it's embarrassing. But like, they they were a lot of you know a lot of you know expectations on them this year, and they ran away with the division. It was a good division, and you know going five against a good Cardinals teams. I hate the Cardinals, but you got to respect them. But yeah, it's ultimately a disappointment big time because you're thinking pennant with them. Uh, or at least challenging the Dodgers, uh, but still overall a minus. Yeah, definitely room for improvement, though. Yeah, I mean, look at the end of the day, I, I, just as a manager, I, I I don't even know how you let it get that get that far. Like yeah, I would have, I would have yanked him. Yanked him early. I would have yanked him well before that, and and the, and I need to go back. I and I don't have time to watch the first inning because it's probably forty five minutes long, but. I will never understand intentionally walking somebody on with second and third in a four nothing ball game. Yeah, elimination with, game with one out. Like I understand you're trying to go for the double play. I get that, but not only do you intentionally walk the dude, you then walk the next dude, the pitcher. Flaherty. Yeah, the pitcher, Jack Flaherty. That was the pitcher. Okay, yeah, because I'm looking at play-by-play. That's just freaking embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Braves Braves lost this game before they even played it. Did you guys see the whole Mark Melanson Instagram story thing going around? No. All right, so this guy was – it's he's just so awkward in these videos. It's like really weird. Who, so he's like filming. He's filming himself, and he's like, "It's game five. 
and then it goes to the next video. We gotta bring the energy tonight. Next That's video. I love Marcus. Game five. Favorite pirate ever. It's so weird. It's so weird. It went viral on Twitter. They were like, "Guarantee that that the Braves lose uh, today because of this video." Literally the first inning, ten runs. Oh. I was like, "No way." Mark Melanson cursed them. <laughs> oh my God, Kurt Suzuki. Kurt Suzuki may have just got hit in the face with a ninety-eight mile an hour Walker Buehler fastball. Well, that's no good. Oh my God. And that's going straight into what we're talking about next, L.A. Dodgers versus the Nationals. It's going on right now, so we're not going to be able to get the final score for you. But, De Palma, you want to go over that real quick? Yeah, Yeah, his uh, face is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. This is – I don't – the laugh is not intended at the gravity of the situation, but, oh, my God. Uh, No, to recap – just uh, Strasburg, first pair, first batter of the game, almost gave up a dinger, ended up being ground rule double, then promptly served up a jack to Max Muncy, 2-0 Dodgers right away, and then to lead off the second inning, gave up another dinger to Kiki Hernandez to make it 3-0. Uh, oh, okay. Seen a it, hit his, now. it hit his wrist. Yeah, okay. I don't, oh, think it, I, don't, I don't think it made direct contact with his face. It I, didn't. Think it, I think it might have skimmed. But, but I think he grabbed his sh- face, but he's like grabbing his wrist at his face level. He probably broke his wrist in half. Oh no my God. doubt. But I'm, but also another observation that I had from this was um, Walker oh, Walker Bueller's glove is 14 inches big. No shit. No, it's not a fact. I'm just saying, like, just guesstimating. Yeah, it's. I, I'm gonna. We're, we're gonna have to take a picture of this. But this is this is a softball. He's using a softball glove. A softball, and it's blue like a softball glove would be too. Uh, no, but Bueller just been dominating. It's three one right now in the seventh. Uh, you know, hasn't really. I think he gave up a double to Rendon. Hasn't really dealt with a lot of runners in scoring position. Just dealing like he did in game one. Uh, so it's looking like it. Like you said though, but anything can happen in the playoffs. But it's looking like the Dodgers might be uh, walking out of here and advancing to the to the NLCS. You know, I'm trying to take a picture of this glove. You can't tell me this. Sorry, <laughs> I got it. Um, hold. Sorry. Do you want me to talk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, I was just saying, I was just saying how it's looking like the Dodgers are going to be uh, winning this game, moving on to the NLCS, but anything can happen with this uh, this postseason so far. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm it's look, the Dodgers are like 57 and 24 at home. It's really difficult to beat them there. Strasburg is not the Strasburg of old times, but he he's so far or I think he's out of the game now, but he's thrown yeah. a pretty a pretty solid game. It two pitches it's, basically. Yeah, it's just uh look, it's a, it's a it's a hard place to win. It's a hard place to play. It it's hard to win at home and then fly across country and do this. You know, so the fact that they even pushed five was shocking enough for all of us. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I said they had no chance. So, yeah, this is definitely – you know, the game's not even over yet, so you never know. Yeah, and it, and it didn't hit Suzuki's face. He's just Thank being – yeah, I mean, I hate to say this. He kind of looked like a professional soccer player there. I mean, yeah, I, and I'm first 98 on the bone, though. Can't really blame him. Yeah, I don't know, but, but he keeps grabbing his face, or maybe it's just he's in pain because of his wrist. I don't know. Yeah. Walker Bueller's glove is huge. And props to the bat boy, bringing him out a cup of water. 
<laughs> Just need that fresh agua, bro. Yeah, props to him. Personally, I hope the Nationals win. I really, I kind of just want them to advance the NLDS and not see them like keep losing in that stage. I want to see them get further than that. So personally, I hope that they come back and it switches up a little bit because the Dodgers have been in there for a while and well, they can't do anything. Seems like, but maybe this year seems like they may win and uh, may eliminate the Nationals. But like you guys said, it's playoff baseball, so anything can happen. But with that, let's go straight into money trees with Joe Schmo. They say your hood is a pot of gold, a pot of gold a pot of And gold. we go crash it when nobody's home Holly Berry or Hallelujah Pick your points and tell me what you do Everybody go respect the shooter But the one in front of the gun Time for another edition of Money Trees with the king of this segment himself, Joe Schmo. But before we get into it, let's get into a little update from De Palma on the score so far this season. All right, boys. There's a lot of parody going on with the boys. Dino and myself are leading the pack, but just by one game. We got 21 and a half uh, points right here, and Joe Schmo is only one pick behind us at 20 and a half. So uh, it's going to be a good one coming up in the next couple weeks. I think my very very close. I think my upsets have saved me. Yeah, I think you, I think they have Dino. You you're, you've been pretty good at picking these upsets. Cool. Well, let's go right into it. Let's start off with two games versus the spread in college football. Joe Schmo starts off. All right, fellas. So we're going to start off with the uh, Red River rivalry. Um, we got Oklahoma Sooners and Texas Longhorns kicking off at noon on Saturday. Um, I'm going to roll with Texas getting 10 and a half. Um, this game always seems to be close, uh, as most rivalry games are, uh, and I love getting the 10 and a half points here. Uh, I think Ellinger is going to have some success against the Oklahoma defense. Um, Oklahoma's defense isn't as bad as they used to uh, usually are, um, but still giving them close to 400 yards um, a game. So give me the 10 and a half. Um, and what do you boys think? I'm taking te- I, I'm, 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 I'm taking the 10 and a half. It's at it's it, Texas is home, right? No, it's neutral. Yeah, site. It's in like the Texas state fair or some shit. Cotton bowl, bro. Cotton. Uh, I'm taking Texas. I'll take the 10 and a half, even though I like Jalen. Which I think Dallas is like almost uh, equal distance between the two schools, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm bucking the trend. I'm going to Oklahoma. I think uh, Jalen Hurts is going to win the Heisman, so I think he beats them two touchdowns. Go OU. What does that statement mean, bucking the trend? Like uh, going against the green, I guess, would be another popular term too. Yeah, just like not going with what the other people did. Okay. He, okay. wants to be, he wants to be different. It's fun. <laughs> Listen, no, we all. all right, chill, dude, chill. Hurt my all right. No. <laughs> Next game we're going, uh, we're going to the Big Ten, uh, Penn State Nittany Lions at Iowa, uh, 7.30 Saturday night on ABC. Um, I like the Nittany Lions in this one. I, uh, I had my doubts about them early in the year, but I think James Franklin's got these boys rolling. Um, I'm not sure if you guys saw the article. Um, about the letter that that one player got about his dreads from the fucking alumni. Shit was crazy. Just horrible. Yeah. And, you know, I think James Franklin, he's a great coach. Um, You know, I wasn't the biggest fan of him at Vanderbilt with all the shit that went down, but I think he's doing doing some great things up there. It looks like they're laying just a field goal, so it seems a little bit too obvious uh, in that regard, but I still think they're going to win. I I like them to win by by 10 points. Is that a whiteout? 
It's in Iowa. No, yeah, at Iowa. Uh, uh, I think they're doing the whiteout for Michigan next week. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, I, I mean, look, I went to, one, I, I mean, I went to Penn State, so I'll take Penn State, but I haven't enjoyed watching them this year. Once again, this is like the typical Big Ten schedule where it's like every other week is cool, and then the other the off week is just awful. Um, I, I I still think they're a mediocre football team, and I think if they played anyone in the top six, they would get absolutely shellacked. But for this, I'll I'll take Penn State, I guess. I will say it's there's some weird shit that happens in Iowa on these late like these late Saturday night games, but I'm gonna go against my my gut here and take Penn State. Yeah, I'm going I'm going against the grain, bucking the trend here, Dino. Iowa, just for that exact reason, Schmo. Uh, and also, Iowa just got embarrassed by Michigan last week, so give me the Hawkeyes in a bounce-back game. Uh, even though I don't like Penn State, I do got to respect. They got a hell of a lot of talent, and I think this is going to be a really great game. All right, Dean, let's go, man. It's, it's you, us two against him this weekend, apparently. Let's go. I'm all about that. Dino, what are your two games? Uh, my two games, I, I am, I've, I've told this, I've, I've said this to you guys a million times. I'm going to say it again. I absolutely love those boys from Hawaii. I would love to adopt them and bring them here for myself. Bring them stateside. You know, I swear to God, they got their their top receiver, Cedric Bird, who I swear to God runs a 3-4-40, <laughs> has nine touchdowns this year. I'm taking Hawaii. They're, they're, they're getting 12-and-a-half on the road at the blue football field of Boise State. I'm going, dude, I, I've bet – I think every time you've picked Hawaii, I've gone against them, so I'm going to continue that. I think Boise holds it down at home on the blue turf. Yeah, I, I got to take Boise here, man. I've, I've watched him a few times. Um, that quarterback, he's just a fucking gamer. Oh, he's a freshman. Yeah, he's a stud. He beat Florida State. Yeah, he 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 gets knocked down, gets right back up. He just he just knows how to how to play ball. And I uh, yeah, I'm gonna lay the twelve and a half. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> My second pick, I'm taking the Irish from Notre Dame. They're playing USC at home. I, first of all, I love this game for, for many reasons. One, because, you know, it's an old school rivalry that was kind of lost over the years, but it's the, it's the uniforms. The uniforms are absolutely fantastic to watch. 7.30, NBC. Um, it's just one of those games that I really I, – I, I'm looking forward to watching. Notre Dame's giving 10.5. Normally, I would take USC. They've, USC's had an up-and-down year, especially because I don't – how many quarterbacks have they started? Three? No, yeah. You know? So I don't, you know, so it's been, it's been able, they've been able to salvage a a half decent season thus far. I think they run into a brick wall in South Bend, taking the Irish minus the 10 and a half. Dino couldn't agree more. Big fan of Ian book. I think they cover here. Yeah. I'm going to take Notre Dame as well. Uh, Fucking Slovis is back under center (laughs) after uh, getting knocked out a couple weeks ago. We were in Vegas and Fink came in. So I, uh, I like Notre Dame laying the, the 10 and a half. Dude, I still have nightmares of Matt Fink marching down the field and Fucking just dominating the Utes of Utah. Utes, dude, never my like I, two things came from Vegas. 
for me. Never bet on the Utes and don't hit on 12 in blackjack. I can't tell you how many times face cards come up on 12 in blackjack in Vegas. Like it's absolutely disgusting. First of all, you need to you need to adopt my method of counting cards. It's really <laughs> simple. It's minus one for anything eight and under. It's plus one for or I'm sorry, seven and under. It's minus one. Everything eight and up. It's plus one. All right. Well, I think we have a we got to have a, a discussion off the podcast here because I'm I'm intrigued. It's fantastic. All Momo, right. what do you got? Uh, all right. Jedi. Um, we're going to the Big Ten. Wisconsin is laying ten and a half points at home versus Michigan State. Uh, two words for you, Jonathan Taylor, best running back in college football. I think he goes for 115, two touchdowns on him, and they win by two touchdowns. Go Wisconsin. Take it, Wisconsin. Likewise. Oh, all right, guys. All right. All right. Uh, second game, and this doesn't come up too often, but it's a pick 'em. And the only reason I'm picking them is because they're head coach. I'm taking Washington State Cougars over Arizona State. Uh, Mike Leach is just a legend. I just listened to a, um, a South Beach session with Dan Lebitard. He did a, like a 30 or 45-minute interview with him. The dude's a legend. If you haven't listened to him describe in an interview who would win in a mascot battle of all the Pac-12 teams, it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, give, me, give me Mike Leach and the Cougars. Isn't Leach the one? Yeah, Leach is the one that came out and said his players are fat, dumb, happy, and entitled. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hundred <laughs> percent, dude. They are going to roll Arizona State because they're not fat. They're not dumb. They're not stupid. They're not entitled. They are going to absolutely destroy Arizona State. To echo their head coach's motivational speech, speech of the year, taking Washington State, but they might lose. <laughs> Very well, could lose. <laughs> They're playing Arizona State? Yeah, the fight in uh-huh. Herm Edwards. On the road. Bro, give me Herm and the boys. Oh. Herm! You play to win the game. Yeah. You play to win the game. And they're going to win the game outright. <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. That's an epic well, speech. Well, that brings us to Joe Schmo's hard lock for the week. All right. So this was a tough one. They've fucked me week after week every time I go against them and I'm going to go against them again this time. Uh, we're taking LSU at home prime time uh, on ESPN against the 40 Gators or lane 13. Uh, the line just seems too obvious to me uh, at this point. I think Florida's is going to come up against somebody that they can't go toe to toe with offensively. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, Malzahn got out coached last week Um but Auburn should have won that game. I think there were seven combined turnovers uh, between the two teams. So Auburn had more than enough chances to, to take that game. Um, but I think Burrow's going to light him up as long as he has enough time. That D-line from four is legit. They have more than two dudes that are going to be playing on Sundays on that defensive line. But I like Joe Burrow. Um, and I like the matchup they have on the outside um, with Jefferson. So I'm going to lay the 13. Love it. And now it's time for Dean's two games that he just simply doesn't care about. What are they, Dean? This was hard to do this week because... Wait, Dean, isn't this segment called something else? Uh, you're not going to get me on it. Uh, Wait, real quick. Don't you guys have to pick that game, too? No, no. That one's just you. So I get the... Yeah. Other. That's in yeah. a separate... Yeah, that doesn't count towards our, our running total. That's a separate one. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not going to... But LSU is going to beat the shit out of Florida. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm watching my language. 
you know? So I need to make sure that I say things properly nowadays. Mm. These are the two games that I frankly do not give a fuck about. <laughs> add, add that to, thanks. Uh, ring the bell, dude. Um, and, and you're not going to, if you ring it again, I'm not going to swear. Yeah. I'm not going to swear. You know, like you guys think you're going to get me. You're not. Okay. And, and once again, this was difficult to do this week because college football is ass again. Yep. But I'm taking Tulane by 43 and a half. The line is Tulane minus 34 against UConn. I'm taking Tulane by 43 and a half. <laughs> and the Louisiana Tech, I'm just going to call them the Mud Dogs because I don't know what they really are. <laughs> they, they play the mass holes from the past. Yeah, I'm taking the Mud Dogs by 45. They're favored by 32 over the mass holes. The Louisiana Tech Mud Dogs. Do you remember when the Bobby Boucher showed up at halftime and the Mud Dogs won the Bourbon Bowl? <laughs> It ain't no guess. It's what it's going to be. <laughs> oh, my God. Which, fun fact, at, 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 at 5 o'clock in the afternoon when the Yanks played, I texted my dad saying, Yanks win 8-1. It was 8-1 in the ninth. <laughs> Sent the gift from Waterboy. It's what it's going to be. Yeah, ended 8-2. I was pissed. But, oh. yeah, it ain't no guess. Uh, taking the Mud Dogs by 45. The Mud Dogs. What are they? What is Louisiana Tech? Ooh, I do know uh, Schmo's uh, favorite coach from probably in Tennessee history, Derek Dooley, came from there. Derek Dooley. But what's their what's their mascot? Hold on, I'm they looking. Bull, bulldogs. It doesn't matter, dude. They're gonna they're the bull mud dogs. Yeah, bulldogs. <laughs> there you go. Bulldogs. Taking the bull mud dogs by sixty. <laughs> Oh, just before God. we move on from uh, college and go to the NFL, just real quick, what did you guys think of the Florida and Auburn game? I thought that Malzahn got out coached and he continues to get exposed. He, he's still living off that that magical run they had, um, and then obviously ended up losing to Florida State in the in the title game. But I think when it comes to X's and O's, he just doesn't have what it takes. Um, and I, again, I mean. They had plenty of opportunities. They had ample opportunities. Florida went for a fake field goal, didn't get it, or a fake punt, didn't get it. Their quarterback was throwing picks. Their quarterback yeah. got taken out for a period of the game. They're going to the third string, and they just couldn't do anything. Um, so I think Auburn's just – they were extremely overrated. Um, and, yeah, that's my opinion on it. Yeah, I think it came down to an 18-year-old going up against, you know, a, a stud D-line too. Like, yeah, like you said, Schmo, that D-line was just beast mode. Yeah. I mean, the Gators' defense is really good this year. Uh, if it wasn't for their defense, they honestly—I I don't know where they would be. They'd probably be four and two at best. But I'm still not sold on their offense at all. That is—that's a dude. The offense is sketchy. Defense. Uh, uh, Schmo and I were talking about this earlier. Uh, the defense is legit, and there's no question about that. It's just the offense is so sketchy. It's tough to trust them to score points against another legitimate sec defense all right but going uh moving on from that time for uh two games versus the spread in the nfl joe schmo what do you got the shield schmo the shield shield, baby what what really matters in life all right so we are going (laughs) to cleveland um everyone knows monday night was an embarrassment for the browns and like i always say i love taking teams the next week after they got embarrassed uh especially on in prime time the sole game on TV. So I'm going to take the Browns uh, 
um, getting a point and a half at home against the Seahawks. You know, Russell Wilson, you know, the last, uh, I think it's the last 22 games, he's 18 and four. Um, he's playing out of his mind. So I'm not going to take anything away from them, but I think just the way that things work, um, I think Baker's going to respond in a big way. Um, you know, they're in a weak division, the Browns. So if they can get past this game, get a W, uh, the back end towards the, you know, the back half of the year, they have a pretty easy schedule. So I think this could catapult them. So I'm going to take the point and a half, uh, take the short home dog. I love this pick. Um, this is how the shield works. They got absolutely embarrassed on, on Monday night. I'm 110% taking the Browns. Dude, you guys are so mainstream, man. Like, it's ridiculous. Seahawks <laughs> all day. Russell Wilson, best player on the field. Anytime he, they're playing a game, even if it's close, Russell Wilson, if he has a chance to, to either tie the game or win the game, he's going to do whatever it takes to get down there. Uh, the Browns are embarrassing. They have one of the worst left tackles in the game going up against probably Clowney on the other side. So, yeah, Seahawks. It's going to be a close one, man. Uh, I was actually explaining to my fiance last Thursday, like she, she doesn't really pay attention to Russell Wilson a lot in his career. Like he's fucking incredible. The, the where, where he places footballs is just, yep. it's insane. And it's always on the run. Just having to make shit up on the, on the go. But I think yeah. in four games or five games into the year, whatever it is, MVP in my eyes right now. Mm-hmm. He's low key getting fat though. <laughs> <laughs> Stocky, I believe is a better term. Yeah, it's like Costanza and Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> All right, game two. Um, so game two, we are going with. Uh, my apologies, should have had this one pulled up. Uh, we're gonna go to Jacksonville. So the Jaguars are hosting the Saints. Um, Jaguars coming off the tough loss in Charlotte last weekend, and the Saints had their best offensive performance with Bridgewater under center. Um, but I like the Jaguars in this one. So short home favorite, uh, Jags laying a point. Uh, this is a big game for them. You know, if they lose this game, I think the season can kind of get away from them. But if they're able to pull it out, you know, they can kind of right the ship here and, and get back on track. Um, I like Minshew to come come out, have a better performance. I believe he had three turnovers last week. Yep. Uh, his offensive line didn't do him any favors. But I, I like him to have a bounce back. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's going to rely on him because Fournette's gonna, not going to be able to run on, on the Saints. Um, but again, weird things happen in this league, you know, Bridgewater, I like him a lot. I just don't think he's a, a three to four touchdown a game kind of quarterback. Like we saw last week. I think that was just a, a one-off situation. So I'm going to take the short home dog and, uh, lay the point. Dina. Uh, so this is embarrassing, but last week I Googled where Blake Bortles was because I thought I thought Minshew was playing because Bortles got hurt. Is he not in the league? Uh, he's backing up somebody. Yeah, he's in the league, but yeah, he's where the fuck is he? I think he's in the. I think he's with the Rams, bro. He is. That's where he's at. Yeah. He's yeah. Backing up Jared Goff. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. So that just. Oh that, my god. You know, and and they want to talk about uh, what was that quarterback's name? That was a but Ryan leaf. Like Bortles has to be up there. I don't care that he won playoff games and stuff like that. Like Bortles is the definition of a bust. Poor Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell had nothing to work with. Bortles had a, an elite defense at the time and he sucks. <laughs> I'm taking the saints. Yeah. Dino, I like, I like the saints here. Um, I think Alvin Kamara is the game changer. I know the Jags D's got a lot of talent on it, but 
He's just so damn hard to tackle. It's going to be a close game, and I, I like what you said, Schmo, about Bridgewater. He's not a three to four touchdown, uh, a game type guy, uh, but I think Sean Payton at least schemes it up enough that they can win by a field goal here. Dino, who are your two games? Schmo has to give his second one. You already did. Second one. Oh my god! Really? <laughs> Long day. I'm taking. I'm picking. This game is the game of the week. Game it of the, the week. Preview of the Super Bowl. I'm taking the Skins <laughs> minus three and a half versus the Dolphins. Can't be more excited about this game. You have two high-powered defenses that give up 40 points a game. You have two winless teams. The Redskins have not win on the road. The the Dolphins have not win one at home. Both of these teams are combined 0 and 9. I'll be there. Tickets are as low as $17. I cannot wait to go to this football game. I'm wearing a brown paper bag. They're going to suck. If you want to know what I look like, you won't be able to know, but turn in, <laughs> tune into CBS at one o'clock on Sunday for the game of the week. Skins minus three and a half, whether it's Case Keenum, whether it's Colt McCoy, it doesn't matter. The skins are going to blow the Dolphins out by five. <laughs> Love it. Uh, dude, that just got me so hyped. Go skins. HDR baby, yeah. Oh, hold on. Side note. Um, guess what? Fuck you, Jay Gruden. You scumbag. <laughs> Fuck you, Dan Snyder. You scumbag. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you guys are just. This is a bullshit organization. It's run horribly from the top down. This team is an absolute joke. I can't watch Stephen A. talk about it because guess what, Stephen A. You don't. Freaking live it. I live it. I lived it for 10 years. I still live it. Season ticket holder. We sold the tickets. Why? Because they suck. Jay Gruden is one or is, is over his last 13 games and you fire him now. You should have fired him at the end of the year. Trent Williams doesn't want to play for you. You can't land anybody in free agency because your team sucks. Your best free agent signing was Landon Collins because he took the money and he liked Sean Taylor. Guess what? Sean Taylor's been dead for like 12 years. You can't hang on that anymore. Besides that, your best free agency was Paul Richardson. Paul Richardson is the definition of ass. This team <laughs> fucking blows. Everything about this team sucks. Jay Gruden's video leaks of him smoking weed, chilling with some chick that's 20. The guy's a scumbag. The organization blows. They've had three postseason games in my life to, uh, since po since the Super Bowl in 91. They won in Tampa with LeVar Arrington and Taylor. Other than that, they haven't won shit. This team sucks. Everything about it sucks. Move the Sorry. My second That's pick. so much information <laughs> to take in in one minute. <laughs> I loved it. I fucking love it. Oh, I fucking love pick. it. Can I, can, I get my, can I get my pick team? Oh, you have a pick team? Sorry. <laughs> Bro. But I will tell you this. The jerseys are fire. The jerseys are absolutely fire. I love the jerseys. But the turf is terrible. Why do we sell our season tickets? For this reason. I can go for $17 on the road in Miami. That's a joke. I can take my whole family. I can take the entire country of Haiti and still not break the bank on it. But I can go home during, during Thanksgiving and I can go to the Skins game for 100 bucks and sit in a primetime seat at the 50-yard line. Why? Dan Snyder, you piece of shit. You have a Hooters at club level, you piece of shit. Why is it, why, instead of having a club level that costs $10 million, why don't you spend $10 million on a left tackle? Because Trent's not coming back. 
Donald Penn's a piece of shit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> just happened. I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying over here. <laughs> oh. <sighs> you good, bro? Yeah, I'm good, dude. It's just it's hard, dude. It's hard being a skins fan, man. It really is. It's it's the most frustrating <laughs> thing that I think I've ever had to deal with in my life. <laughs> You know, and, and like, and luckily all my friends, like they stop texting me when the skins lose or like my boy who's a Cowboys fan. Like he's not blowing me up anymore because honestly, like everybody is starting to feel bad. But you know, edge, like, you, you know, your team sucks when you meet Eagles fans and you're like, oh, you're an Eagles fan. They're like, yeah, why? Who do you like Cowboys? And I'm like, no, I'm a skins fan. They're like, oh, okay, you're good. You know what I mean? Like no one cares anymore. No, they're like, oh, you're a Redskins fan. Oh, that's okay. You know, they're not any good anyway. I'm like, you're right. You know, it's just embarrassing. Just it's wait, build up for it. You know, and, and, oh, 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 oh. And, and, and Daniel Snyder's wish list is Tomlin. Get the hell out of here! <laughs> like, Yo, I'll give him to you for a first rounder and Trent Williams deal. I, I, I would do that. All right, done. I would one hundred and ten percent do that. I would trade Trent Williams right now from a double cheeseburger from McDonald's because <laughs> he's gonna walk without onions, Dean. With. No okay. mustard, no pickles. Okay. Sorry, Shmo. Go ahead. No, you're good, brother. That was uh, <laughs> that was amazing. Just passion. Uh, Can't teach passion. HTTR. I love it. No, I'm I'm with you on this. I like the Redskins as well. Um, so anytime a coach gets fired, typically the next week, team comes out with a lot of fire um, under their ass, and you know, Dolphins are what they are. Um, you know, the Skins obviously are, are having a rough year, uh, but they still have. They still have some things going for them, um, you know, in certain certain portions of the of the team, and so I think uh, I think they're going to win by ten points or more um, on Sunday. So, Better, babe, yeah. Uh, my you know your game too. My game too. Um, my game too. I mean, the Falcons have screwed me over every single game this year. This line is so intriguing to me, and every part of me says stay away from this game, and I'm going to stay away from it in our in our pick'em league, schmo. Because it's it's like th- this line scares me. Re- re- like regardless of whether I think the Cardinals can win this game or not, is irrelevant. I am literally going on the fact of like this team cannot screw me again. There's no way they've screwed me five times. I'm taking the Falcons minus the two and a half on the road. It's an awful game. Like yeah, I talk about the skins being bad. These two teams are combined two seven and one. It's. It's just one of those things where there's no way Matty Ice has thrown for 1,700 yards and 11 touchdowns, and his team sucks. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, I want to go Cardinals here because they just got their first win against the Bungles, but the Bungles are bad. Like, talent-wise, it's tough to go against the Falcons, but <laughs> they've just found ways to lose against the spread this year. Uh, so I'm going to continue and go betting against the Falcons. Let's go Cardinals. All right. So this one here, um, I'm, I'm in the, the lovely city of Atlanta um, around these lovely fans, <laughs> and everyone's devastated. Today was just an embarrassment once again for the city. The, the Braves got annihilated. The Falcons got annihilated on Sunday. Um, you know, the city's just in turmoil. But I think the Falcons are going to come out. I think they're going to actually blow out the Cardinals. Um, Talent-wise, you know, the Falcons are, are superior. Yeah. It's just a matter of the fact that Dan Quinn is completely clueless. The fact that he still has a job um, as a head coach is, is beyond me. 
at this point. <clears throat> but um, I think he's going to save his, himself for one more week. Um, and I think they're going to have a big game. So I think the, I think the Falcons win by 17 plus. For, oh, damn. for one for one more week because this team doesn't win again. No, yeah. I mean, he he's an embarrassment, dude. He's living off of the Seahawks winning the Super Bowl, and he was a defensive coordinator, and then he took over that role specifically this year. Um, and the defense still sucks dick. So he's uh, and, well, dude. The offense hasn't been shit uh, since Shanahan left too. Kyle Shanahan. Oh yeah. Uh, no, thank you, thank you. We had McVeigh. We had Kyle oh, Shanahan. Seeing that was disgusting, dude. Like, like if you like, no, like I'm being dead serious, dude. If you go back and look at the people that the Skins had, Marvin Lewis, McVeigh, Kyle Shanahan, um, uh, this other jabroni. What the hell is his name? Um, oh my god, I can't think of it. Oh, my head hurts. Whatever. You get my, you get my drift. But this team should, the Falcons should be zero and five. They got blessed against the Eagles. But legitimately speaking, this is the last chance they have to win a game. And I'm not be, I'm not being rude here, but their schedule is not easy after this. The only shot they have is maybe at the Panthers or home against the Jags. Other than that, I think they get swept by the Bucks, and I don't think they. I, realistically speaking, it goes Skins, Bengals, Dolphins is the bottom three, and then it's the Falcons, and then the Cardinals finish with a better record. Yeah, in that bottom tier. Zabama. All right, uh, going out west, 49ers plus three at the L.A. Rams. I'm a big believer. Like we, just, we were just talking about Kyle Shanahan. The dude just schemes teams up. Uh, he just finds ways to get the, his playmakers the ball, like George Kittle. Uh, the Niners just got Tevin Coleman back, too. He's looking like a, like a bell cow for them. So give me the Niners getting three going into the Coliseum. That's a ballsy pick. I think the Rams are on tilt. A little bit after losing to the Seahawks last week, dude. I yeah. saw something. They, they had two losses in four days. They lost on Sunday, then lost on Thursday. Yeah, I mean they're on tilt a little bit. They're they're they don't look right. Goff doesn't look right. He's thrown seven picks this year. He's thrown seven touchdowns. Early not, doesn't look right. Yeah, like something's just not right with this team. They're not as as high as high powered as we thought. Their injury report. You ready for this? Gurley's. Um, Gurley has the quad problem. Clay Matthews with the jaw. Um, Natrez, is it Natrez, Patrick, Akib Talib, Brandon Cooks, Bryce Hager, Tyler, Taylor Rapp. Like, this team's bruised right now. I'm taking the Niners. Let's go. All right, I'm going with the Rams on this one. A um, couple reasons. So, this, you know, this is, a, this is a huge game for them. They lose this one. They fall to three and three. Um, Niners are already up two games in the division. Um, so this is a massive game. The the one injury for me that concerns me about the uh, the Niners, um, and it didn't really come into play last week because the game got out of hand on Monday night, uh, but their fullback um, getting knocked out, he's a big portion of that offense um, in terms of how they run the ball. And I think the Rams are going to come out at home, uh, make a statement, and uh, stay within reach within that division. So I'll take the, I'll take the Rams laying the three. Call me your game too. All right, I'm shocked this isn't as uh, this spread isn't higher than it is right now. But the Dallas Cowboys uh, lay in seven points, just a tiny an extra point at the New York Jets. Uh, just talent wise, it's not even close. Uh, I know the Jets are getting Darnold back. Dude looks like a Lego policeman, so no chance I'm taking the Jets here. Uh, give me Cowboys. They win this by close to 21. I'm saying they win this game by 17. Mm. 
Taking the boys from the Big D. They're going to drop their Big D all over the Jets. Yeah, they got something to prove, too, as well. They lost the last two games. They've looked like shit. I mean, they, this is a get-right game for them right here. J-E-T-S. <laughs> Give me the points. They're not going to win, but they're going to cover. Darnold's coming back. Health thing that helps rejuvenate the offense. Um, you know, the defense, they're going to get – they're going to get uh, – I think they're going to get – they're going to get right in terms of where they've been at, um, you know, with fuck, with having Falk under center, they, the defense has been on the field entirely too long. I think Darnold coming back um, is going to help. You know, you guys were speaking about how the Rams aren't looking right. Uh, this Cowboys defense uh, the last two weeks has not looked right. Yeah. I think they're a shell of themselves compared to what they were last year. Um, and then the offensive line as well. Uh, they have two guys out um, on the offensive line. And, you know, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be closer than what people think. Uh, so I think the I think the number falls under the seven and a half, so or the seven, whichever line you're getting. So I'll take the Jets. Moving on from the spread, let's go straight into Joe Schmo's hard lock of the week. All right, we're going Monday Night Football, Lambeau Field. Uh, we got a divisional matchup, which I'm excited about. Uh, anytime a Monday Night game, it's a divisional game. Um, we got the Lions getting four points uh, against the Packers. Uh, I'm going to take the Lions. Um, you know, I think the Lions have been a big surprise this year for a lot of people. Uh, you know, Matt Patricia rubs people the wrong way uh, with his press conferences and how he does things uh, in practice and whatnot. But I think he's got these guys playing hard. Uh, Stafford's playing really well this year. Um, and I think getting getting more than a field goal in the divisional matchup is key. So I'll take the four points Monday night. I like that pick, Schmo. I, yeah. I, I feel like the Lions ha- like have Aaron Rodgers' number, too. Like They always seem to get after Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't seem to play his best against them. Uh, I remember that Hail Mary game from a couple years ago. Uh, it was like one of the only touchdowns he threw, too. So, yeah, I like that. The Lions are sneaky good right now, too. Yeah, no, they're playing good ball. I, I think the Packers, they're, uh, Aaron Rodgers is, is a shell of himself as well. He's just not, he's not what he used to be. Um, and uh, if they're not running the ball, I think they're going to struggle in that defensive line for the Lions. Just like the Niners, the Lions, uh, Eagles, like they have superior defensive lines. And uh, so I think they're going to give Aaron Rodgers some trouble on Monday night. So, Yeah, when you can get after the quarterback with four, you can do a lot of good stuff. So it will say like when it starts recording, like it is now. We're recording now? Yep. All right. So I haven't I, I haven't talked to DePalm or, or Dean about this, um, but I just want to get you guys' thoughts uh, on the NBA situation with China. Have you guys oh. taken a look at any of this? Yeah, I think it's it's absurd. Go ahead, Dino. I, I don't I, I don't necessarily I haven't had time to like actually dive into what's going on. My mind is has been taken away in another current event with the situation in Dallas with the person getting killed and then the witness getting killed and all that oh, shit. That's wild. So I haven't I haven't dove into this NBA thing yet. If you could somehow sum it up in like two sentences. The NBA thing or the Hong Kong and China thing? Well, I, I don't know how it's be like I I don't know I have no idea what's going on. I don't know why so, Trump has called out Kerr and Pop. So Deepal has a better way of articulating stuff when it comes to politics and whatnot. Um, but I have my opinion on it. So if he wants to to break it down for you and summarize well, it. In the in the quickest summarized version, Hong Kong is a capitalistic city within communist China. It signed when uh, when Great Britain uh, sold Hong Kong back to China. There was a ninety nine year agreement 
that China agreed to that said they would operate, that Hong Kong would operate uh, kind of like a, like its own little colony within China. Um, like, like it basically, you know, capitalism versus communism. Um, and China just uh, abolished the rule that basically said you can get tried for crimes in China for things that you did in Hong Kong when that's not the agreement at all. And uh, Daryl Morey from the, the GM of the Rockets in one tweet criticized that policy and what's going on in there. There's huge demonstrations uh, for Hong Kong marching for freedom. And he was basically tweeting his support of their protests. Um, and yeah, China made this big stink about it and was like canceling games in China and shit now. Which so NBA is only considered about the dollar signs here because China is a huge market for the NBA. I'm sorry I interrupted you there, Shmo. No, you're good. So, yeah, that, that's what I was about to go into. So, basically, what this guy has done now is he's cost the NBA what they're, what they're estimating close to a billion dollars in revenue because of the sneaker deals and, and jersey sales and all their merchandise. And it just fucking blows my mind, and it boils my blood to no end with these fucking coaches like Kerr and these players like LeBron James and – and Steph Curry and all these fuckers that talk about social justice in this fucking country. And then when it's the same thing in another country, but it impacts their wallet, they claim that they don't know the history or they don't know anything about what goes on over there and they won't speak on it. And it just, it just blows my fucking mind. So I didn't know if, if you guys had taken a look at it, but it's just, it just blows my fucking mind, man. And Trump called I mean, out Curry today. Trump called out Curry today and called him a little boy, which was fucking phenomenal. I, I loved every second of it. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to get into my beliefs on the politics side when it comes to Trump, but it was just, it was amazing. It's just, it, ugh, it blows my mind. Now, see, I'm, ah, uh, geez. I don't want to, don't think like I'm like going against you here. Cause I'm not, but I think there are certain people that, that I would listen to from every sport. Right. A few people that I would be willing to listen to with an NBA type platform are not players. Popovich, I would listen to. I I'm sure he's a very intelligent man. Kerr is another one that I would listen to. However, I'm not a big political guy, but I feel like if if someone and this is this is where you get into the gray area with the First Amendment and freedom of speech is if, if someone has the right to say something right, like they shouldn't be criticized for it by the president on Twitter. And I have a problem with this whole situation. It's like, I can't sit here and be like, okay, this person's wrong. That person's wrong. I think everybody is wrong in this entire situation right now. And it's a shitty spot to be in as a country because you got someone who's quick on the, on the trigger, on the Twitter finger, you know, who's going to call people out when if it was a random person outside of sports and they said the same thing, it's not being blown out of proportion to the point that it is. I feel you. I think, I think the issue is, and with, with what he's saying and the issue that I have is that these guys are so quick to jump on things that go on in this country that are applicable to what's going on over there in their mind. So social justice, they want to call everyone out, you know, black lives matter, all this stuff. And I, you know, that's their platform. They have the ability, they have their right to say that. But when it comes to what's going on over in China, they don't want to speak on it because it's going to impact their dollar. Right. It's, and I, 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 whoa, that was crazy. Did you hear that? That was like interstellar type 
That was wild. <laughs> that was wild, dude. Schmo, your voice just cut out. and was like, is absolutely nuts. When we play it back, you'll hear it. But um, is he still here? I'm here. Okay. I, um, I agree with you in that sense because at the end of the day, like, things that go on in the United States are not going to directly affect their, their pockets, which is why they have the ability to say whatever they want and try and create a movement and all that type of stuff. I just like sports to me lately, I've been so down on because I, I'm not a big fan of how people handle situations. Like they're supposed to be professionals. They're supposed to handle the stuff like professionals and a lot of the stuff that's that's done or said, like for instance, um, JD, this um, this Uber driver, uh, Randy uh, Douchebag, what's his name? Dobnak. Dobnak, Mr. Doback. You know, like him him going to Twitter with Cameron Mabin's DUI picture. You know what I mean? Like, like Mabin poked fun at like, oh, you know, this is a four point nine nine out of five. This series was, and like it was like. It wasn't even really like a personal jab that much. Like I'm sure there's like there's a it's a success story, and this dude fires back with a DUI picture. And I hate the way social media is used. I hate the like I just hate all of it. It's the place where people can say whatever they want and hide behind their keyboards and computer screens, and they're so insensitive that there's another human being behind it. And and whether it's in another country or here, you know, people want to be empathetic, but they're not. You know, like. I, the the world's in a really tough spot right now. It's crazy. Yeah, but before we wrap up this edition of Money Trees, let's go straight into the fantasy sleepers this week. Josh Mo, uh, let deep let deep on Dean go first this time. All right, I'm rocking. I mentioned him earlier uh, when I was talking about the 49ers. Uh, he just came back from injury. I'm going with Tevin Coleman. He's going against the Rams. Last week had uh, 16 carries for 97 yards and a tutty against Cleveland. I know Cleveland was a little down, but that defense is talented. Uh, I think he's going to be the bell cow for them, and he's going to get a ton of carries in that offense, which I love. I know uh, it's a little running back by committee, but he's the number one dog in that uh, in that timeshare. So I'm going with Tevin Coleman. I'm going with touchdown Terry McLaren. Wide out from Ohio State. He's a rookie this year for the Skins. 19 receptions, 308 yards, three touchdowns. He's averaging 16.2 of reception. If you have a PPR uh, league, he's the guy to to zone in on. Colt McCoy and Keenum have both made him their direct target. At the end of the day, this is the only guy on the Skins offense right now that has any consistency at all. All right, uh, I'm going to go out to uh, with Chase Edmonds. Uh, so he's the uh, backup to uh, Johnson for the Cardinals. Uh, Johnson was hurt last week a little bit. I think his touches and carries are going to be down this week, and they're going against some weak defense, uh, the Falcons. So actually, uh, I picked him up in, in my one fantasy league that I'm in, so I like him this week. Well, that's all for this edition of Money Trees. Joe Schmo, we thank you again, like always, for taking the time out of your day to come on. You guys got anything else? Uh, go fire, Schmo. Kill Flyers, baby. Flyers suck. <laughs> Love you, dude. Uh, I appreciate you, fellas. All right, brother. Well, that was Money Trees. We hope you enjoyed that. But right now, it's time for a little Pol Pot action. It's time to talk the biggest pet peeves. You guys know how this works. You guys will just say you're three, two, and one. 
Uh, De Palma, you want to start us off with your biggest pet peeves? Yeah, let's uh, let's get into it a little bit. And I kind of feel this is all like this is uncomfortable saying it too because these are some insecurities about yourselves, you know, man. Uh, <laughs> but number three, I would probably say it might be a popular one though. Just people chewing with their mouths open and like the sound of like the just like everything being like happening in their mouth. You can just hear it all. And I'm not talking about like just a little bit. Like that doesn't bother me. It's like the absurd like chomping of it. Oh my god, it drives me crazy. Um, Can I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead, bro. Does that include gum? No, um, gum. Whenever it's like in a quiet environment, like if you're like hanging out, you're like partying or something, or like you know you're just out at the ball field. Like no, it's obviously not going to be a big deal. But if you're in like a you know a room with like no sound or something like that, yeah, that would probably be an issue. Okay, continue. Okay. Um, number two, just because it happened today like five times in a row before like nine o'clock, office small talk. If you've ever worked in an office, oh my God, it's like the mundane shit. Hey, how about that weather, huh? What do you say? You know, oh, it's cold out there, you know? Like, oh, just the little things. And Mondays, am I right, you know? Like, oh, dude, the office small talk just gets me every time. I'd much rather just be like, hey, how's it going? And just, like, walk in, we're done. You know, that's all what it is. Um, number one. <laughs> number one. Oh, shit. Okay. And Dino, I think this is directed at you. Something that I do? Yes. <laughs> what? But dude, we, it hasn't, we haven't driven in a car in a very long time together. When you're a passenger in a car... And people are driving, and they're trying to make eye contact with you, whether you're in the passenger seat or in the back seat. And they're trying to like look at you whenever they're talking. Like I, I can, you know, you can look at the road and pay attention to the road and still tell the story, and I can feel totally comfortable whenever they're. But whenever they're looking at me and we're making direct eye contact and we're still moving like sixty miles an hour, freaks me out, man. Yeah, it's definitely directed at me. <laughs> because just, like, just, dude, like I, I honestly put it there because it like oh my god uh, i love my wife so much but she'd kill me but it just happened like the other day with her like uh and i was like tweaking out about it uh but whenever i put it there i did i wasn't intending it for it to be about you but like reading it i was like oh my god dino did this all the time like six years ago <laughs> now but but here's the thing but here's the thing dude first of all first of all to my defense I have been diagnosed with ADHD, <laughs> which is an extremely amazing talent to have oh when you're in the God. car with me. I can drive with my knee. I can text. I can make eye contact with you and still change the song. And you yeah. know, dude, all the baseball games we drove to that you drove specifically is, dude, how many times I had to grab the wheel too? Oh, my God. Get out of here. Okay. But, but have, <laughs> have I ever put your life in danger? Twice, maybe not in danger, but twice I was like, oh my God, we're going to die. Okay, but <laughs> dude, driving to Fayetteville and Lurgan is an easy place to go yeah, to. I was going to say because it involved 45 miles on the interstate. You know, and, and the drive to Lurgan, whether or not, I don't know if you drew, if you rode with me or not, but we were, we were, trying, to, we were trying to outrace a hurricane. Yes, it was like, horrible. I was so scared. You know what I mean? Like, come on, bro. And, and, and that's bullshit that... I'm even first of all you should have been driving not your wife that's that's mistake number one no okay here's why here's why because I had to drop my vehicle off to get like oil change and tire rotation and such 
so it wasn't my vehicle that we were driving. Like she literally picked me up from there. So it wasn't like, Hey, get out of the car. I'll drive. Most of the time I drive even her car. But in that scenario, she was driving. Yeah. I mean, look, it's a pretty good list. I think number one is, is a little suspect. It's a respectful thing to do is to make eye contact. Oh, get out so, of here. Not, not when you're so reading down an interstate at 70 plus miles an hour. You can look at the road and still talk to me. It's good. I completely disagree with this. Um, I'm but, guilty of it, though. I do do it. I look at the people when I drive. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, like in the rear view mirror. Like, you know, like when you look up, you see the people behind you. I feel like, like the people in like your back seat. I do no. that. I agree. I feel like rear view is more acceptable than the passenger seat. The passenger seat freaks me out because you have to like no, turn your head. In no. your rear view, you just look you like look up. You're accustomed to looking in the rear view. But if you completely turn your head to the right to make direct eye contact with both eyes with someone when you're driving on the highway, no, bro. Just look at the road, man. I know, but if I'm making eye contact with you and I'm looking at you and my head's facing you and you're facing straight, your facial expression will tell me if I'm in danger or not. Oh, and you know what? Every time it happens, I'm, I look ahead. I, I try and avoid eye contact with them and look ahead so they get the hint to look ahead. Like, I'm not looking at you. Look ahead. Um, I, think, I think your list is fantastic, though, other than that one. Chewing with your mouth open is an all-time, like, like, it's, like if you chew with your mouth open, it's only a matter of time before you spit whatever you're eating on my face. So, yeah, uh, chewing. I feel like that's a pretty common one, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I include, like, I include chewing gum in that situation on a ball field completely different. But if I'm sitting in, like, you know, um, a library or a doctor's library. office, and yeah. I hear, and you're chewing a piece of gum like it's a cheeseburger. I got a problem. Your second one was what again? Office small talk. Office small talk's the worst. Every time someone turns to me and says, "Hey, how you doing?" I say, "Living a dream," and I walk <laughs> past them. You know what I mean? Like, I, you're not my friend. I'm cool with them. You're never gonna be my friend. So why are you talking to me? <laughs> what if they're listening? <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that's fine but like you're my co-worker work friend yeah I, yeah i respect you from the hours of 7 15 to 3 15 i respect you and i like you after 3 15 i'm not calling you i may i may have three work friends other than that i don't talk to many people yep i was gonna say i got like 14 people i hang out with yeah i text the same seven people a day and you two are <laughs> you, you two are on that list all right dino what's your list Okay, so number three is is drivers, and that's just in general, just drivers. And yeah, and it's in general. But my but my biggest problem are these main two. So okay. the, the the first one's easy to explain. It's 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 what I call a road train. It's when two people in front of you are going the exact same speed mile, um, the exact same speed. Like it, if it's if you're in a forty five and they're both going forty, and you're stuck behind both of them and they're literally driving at the equal speed miles down the road and you literally are unable to get past them i feel like that happens in pennsylvania especially harrisburg huge trucking like uh hub like ton of interstates intersect right there you get trucks on the interstate that'll do that for fucking miles on end oh my god i hate that. yeah the the, the truck road train is even the worst but yeah. but you know the two cars i mean south florida they have it a lot there's just two cars or they're staggered going the, like it's just it's brutal um, the, the, the second part of this driver one that, that happened to me today was I, I want to make a right on red at a light and the car in front of me is failing to recognize that the, that the people coming from the right have the, the green arrow to go left. Right. Right. Th therefore, yeah, the cross traffic, which therefore there's nobody coming in your direction. Oh yeah. So turn. Yep. 
There's nothing that pisses me off more on the road than that. My second is when when you when someone sneezes and you say bless you and then minutes <laughs> later and then minutes later you sneeze and they don't say bless you. That's great. That, that pisses me off. And like may, may, like maybe that's just a personal thing but I I just feel like I I just I and this is going to sound like real I'm not being rude here, right? But I've been around many religious people who I say bless you to and they don't say thank you and then I sneeze and they don't say bless you. I feel like if you're religious that should be like the number one like that should be the first commandment was say thank you when someone sneezes or say bless you. Like I don't understand. Like we say bless you because your heart stops. You know what I mean? Like but I feel like that that should be a universal thing. Bless you. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like the guy on the jets sneezed and blessed and thanked himself for Christ's sake. Like you can you can say thank you. Uh, my number could one. Could not we, agree with you more. Yeah, I, I it, could not agree with you more on that. Pisses me off, bro. I mean, my girlfriend has allergies and she sneezes eighty five freaking times an hour sometimes, and I say bless you every time. It's just it's just a courtesy thing to do. Oh, oh wait, hold on. If if it's one of those people like Benny, remember Benny would sneeze like forty times. I'm not blessing you like a fifth time. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. I'm I'm, you, I'm, you, I'm could, you do it at the end of a rapid fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's like, cheer, 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 yeah. it's like, bless you. You know what I mean? But if it's like like a sneeze, and then like 30 seconds later, a sneeze, it's bless you. Bless you. you know, and then like... You ever sneeze so hard you popped a blood vessel in your eye? No, but that I sounds... It's, dude, it hurts so bad. Ridiculously painful. It hurts so bad. Um, my, my last pet peeve we've discussed a million times, and I'm going to reiterate this again. And look, if you gave me a top 10... I would have no problem coming up with a hundred of these, but clapping in a movie theater, once again, <laughs> number I, one. <laughs> I need to bring this up again because I saw Joker. I was just gonna ask if it happened during Joker. Oh yeah, it happened, and this time I got annoyed, and I and I as I was walking out, I said, "Stop clapping in a movie theater," you know, and I just walked out. I I don't understand why people clap or feel the need to clap in a movie theater or when a plane lands. The captain's job of the plane is to land the plane. That's his job. Okay. <laughs> I can't I, like, take this one serious. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, when I do something good at my job, no one's clapping. And I'm not sitting here saying I want people to clap for me. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I'm not clapping when you when you land somewhere safe. Now, if you do some crazy shit. Like, if I get some ridiculous turbulence and you somehow avoided some spiral or some shit and you landed the plane, damn right, I am clapping. You saved my life. But if it's a, just a two-hour flight and it's smooth sailing and you put it – you touched it down from point A to point B. You took it off and you touched it down. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sorry, bro, but, like, that's your job. You get paid to land the plane. I'm not clapping for shit. As for the movie theater thing, like, let's get something very clear. You are not on the academy. You are not voting. No one gives a shit about your opinion. And you're not a con either. Yeah, like, there's no reason for it. Like, yeah, you saw a good movie, so you're clapping. You know, like, Avengers Endgame was my biggest one. You know, people started clapping when they saw um, uh, 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 Black Panther. You know what I mean? Like, when, when he came out of the thing, like, everyone started clapping. Like, I'm sorry. I am. I'm sorry. I know you're hype. I I've been hype in a movie theater before. I I mean, Christ, De Palma and I have danced in a movie theater. But like, 
baby. Dude, you are. Don't think that you are. You are more important than the eighty-five to one hundred and twenty people in that theater where you feel the need to clap. And, and I'm and I'm gonna be pissed because I know they're gonna clap during the Star Wars end. Like I know they're gonna clap, and I'm gonna get pissed. I got a problem with it. I got a big. I got a big. I got a big problem with it. <laughs> How big? I dude. I, honestly, like I'm. I'm like lately when I get nervous, I have eczema on my index finger, and if you've ever had it, it itches. But when I when I'm getting frustrated, I scratch it, and and I just look down and it's bleeding. That's how that's how agitated I am by this conversation. Well, that brings me to my list. And my number three, these are kind of like, they're not like personal, personal, but they're kind of like just for me. Like I, my number three, I hate when people look at me while I'm eating. I hate it. I've never liked it. I hate when people stare at me while I'm eating. <laughs> you know, I, I, it just annoys me because one, I think like there's something on my face Two, I think I'm eating weird. I just don't like when people look at me. Like, they stare. It's one thing if you glance, but, like, when your people are staring at me while I'm eating, hate it. All right. Number two, I hate when people mispronounce things. Like, not mispronounce, but, like, they say things weird. Like, for example, adult. When people like, say adult, like, uh, I think you're crazy. I seriously you, do. You, you know, my, my dad said advertisement for, ad, <laughs> for advertisement. That's, yeah, that's Yeah, that would have really got, like, me, like, uh... Okay, like, so, so, like, it's not, like... Harassment, you, too. Yes. Yeah, harassment, harassment. So you mean, like, the actual the pronunciation of a word. You don't mean, like, moist. No, like, like I said, like, no, when like, someone says, like, I've, I meet people where they're, like, yeah, I, I'm not an adult. Like, I'm like, no, it's adult. Like, you're a psychopath. Yeah, you know it I mean? almost sounds like the like the proper English version of it, too. Yeah, I hate when people do that. That's a huge pet peeve of mine. And number one, Dean knows this. Like, I, I probably shouldn't say this because I know people are listening to this, but I hate when people, like, unnecessarily, like, feel the need to, like, like touch me or hug me. Like, I'm very cla I'm a very claustrophobic person. I don't like people squeezing me. Like, and it was just a thing on the, my baseball team last year where everybody felt the need to hug me. And I always would get mad because I, they would come from behind. I've never liked it. Like, it's like, and then people give me the automatic question, like, do you not like hugs and stuff like that? Like, <laughs> no, like, it's okay if you give me a hug, but I don't need you squeezing me and I don't need a hug every five seconds. That's unnecessary. You know what I mean? Dean, okay. you know exactly what I'm talking about. If we, were, if we played on the same baseball team, I'd be the guy giving you hugs all the time, J.D. I don't think. Second, yeah, wait. Second part on that too. I hate when people say that I give good hugs. There's no <laughs> formula to giving a good hug. You wrap your arms around the person and like. Uh, definitely formula. Squeeze. No, absolute formula to a good hug. For sure. Because they're people tell is. me that all the time. Like, oh, you give the best hugs. That's why people like. I feel like they're messing with me. But like, are they? Are they girls? No, it's both. You know, like a baseball Ooh, team. Every single, time, every single time I do something, Ooh, you know, like girls. Something, they come up to me you know exactly who i'm talking yeah. about too yeah i do now my my first of all your list is very personal and um let me let me tell you something your number three is bad <laughs> well i i don't like it i hate it i am a professional eater okay <laughs> i know how to eat and sometimes it looks like i'm making love to that food and i might be <laughs> But if you want to watch me eat, you are going to watch greatness. 
Okay. I completely disagree. You need to watch this dude put down a good Philly cheesesteak, double meat, extra whiz with a side of fries and a large cherry Coke. Yeah, I eat my fries first. I have to completely finish with my fries. With the cheese whiz. Yeah, I have to completely side finish my fries before I attack the sandwich. But, dude, if you want to watch me eat, like, I've had, I've, I've eaten stuff before, and someone's been like, you got stuff in your teeth. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not done eating. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not here to impress anybody. I'm here to eat. Here to get a job done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I talk about, I talk about sporting events being business meetings. Like, a business meeting is me and whatever is on that plate in front of me. Like, that is a business meeting. I am here to grind through a PowerPoint of me eating food. Like, we're going to go over the monthly projections of me swallowing this food. You won't believe these mouthly projections. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's creative. But, yeah, I just, you know, I and I, and I feel like I'm missing, I feel like I'm missing, a, like, a few. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try and fish for one. All I can say is, you know, I... You know, when I was in, in, in middle school, there was this kid who I'm not going to name drop him even though he's hilarious. He used to always pull down his pants to his ankles to pee. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you just <laughs> you know? walk in and just uh, – just and, and his ass was out. You know what I mean? And he would do it at the mall. He would do it at movie uh-huh. theaters. Like he would do it just for like fun. But eventually it just became like a, a real thing. But now I, it leads me to my next question, and this is like – you know. A, a real question and, and you don't have to answer it if you feel uncomfortable, but I'm just really curious when you pee, do you, uh, how can I phrase this? So it's family oriented. When oh you, my gosh. <laughs> when you pee, do you uh, use the door of your boxers or do you pull your thing like down you mean the like the like the the hole like it's like like the fly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't fly, bro. Whenever applicable, you do use the fly. Absolutely. Okay. Never used it. Okay. Now a lot of my boxers don't even have it. What? Okay. Now here's my follow-up question: Have you ever pulled it? Have you ever pulled your your draws down to below your boys? (laughs) No. No, what kind of? Why do you think of stuff like this? No. Uh, first of all, I, there's a reason why I'm asking, but it's okay. I don't do that. What is the reasoning? I don't do that, but I. Someone told me that that's the way to pee. What? I'm really curious to hear who this is afterwards. It's my brother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just name drop him like that. Why does that, that not like, surprise me, TK? Yeah, I mean, it's just like. You know, he said you feel free. Now, I did it, and I felt – because, I, remember, I try everything twice. You know, you guys told me to hover when I wipe, you know. Um, I, I tried that twice, and I didn't like it. I felt very awkward. I felt a lot of stress in my thighs. Yeah, I feel, but, like, it, I feel like it's just too much work. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I just – I felt extremely awkward doing that, and I felt extremely awkward when I when I tried the other method. All right, well, 
that basically wraps up uh, the poll pod. We hope you enjoyed that. Send us your list of your biggest pet peeves. We want to hear you because, I mean, this topic could go on and on. And quite honestly, I, I have a lot more, but I just couldn't think of any. I mean, those were just really the top three that came to my head that annoy me almost every day. But before we wrap up this edition of Major League Talk, Dean, what's your final thought? <laughs> All right, my final thought tonight. First of all, I need to make a correction. Technically, your heart does not stop when you sneeze. The rhythm of your heart can change when you sneeze. This happens because the pressure in your chest changes and alters your blood flow. So it's still, it is still a pet peeve of mine, but I just wanted to make that correction. But to carry, to piggyback off the sneeze, a sneeze can travel up to 100 miles an hour. <laughs> the air is moving out of your nose so quickly, so quickly you typically make a noise. Um, <laughs> but the faster the air moves, the louder the sneeze is. Dude, I'm probably bringing like at least a buck 20 out of my nostrils, dude. I sneeze so hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes I try and like really like... <laughs> you know? um, I've, I've never in my life have been able to hold a sneeze in. Like I've tried numerous times and i sneeze with such force i sneeze through it i cannot hold it yeah i do it all the uh, time in class and, I, and i've heard class. it's horrible for you to hold sneezes in too you got to look into that dino yeah i'll look you into look that, up but no the the go-to is you look up at a light and you go pineapple 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 and then you stop sneezing okay so i love <laughs> sneeze though like i feel so much better after i sneeze now jd first of all you don't need to say the pineapple. I just look into the su- into the sun and it happens. You don't need to say pineapple, pineapple, pineapple. <laughs> uh, someone told me to say that and it works. Hey, whatever so, works, babe. No, it's the light, dude. They could have told you to look up at the light and say penis, 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 and it would no. still work because it's the light. No, it's pineapple. There's something in the arrhythmics and like the 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 word. Like it's perfect. Are you sure? I'm. I can't no. tell if he's being sure, serious. No. <laughs> Okay, I, I, I was gonna say, dude, like I trust anything that comes out of your mouth. <laughs> you know, good to know. All right, kind of. Well, that's all for this edition of Major League Talk. Um, make sure to follow us on social media, JD with Sports on Twitter and Facebook, and JD with Sports.co on Instagram. You guys got anything else? Uh, yeah, I'm like a half finger deep in my nose right now, trying to get this booger out. So <laughs> I got a busy night ahead of me. See you, boys. <laughs> That's so gross.